0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ASMR. Some people are really going to like this.
1: Sort yourself out, mate. Get a job. Make a wage. You'll be alright. I want more than that, thanks. What do you want then, mate? I don't actually know. I don't know. I don't fucking know.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has a large check coming in 10 days. <laughs> yeah. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today, we are here to discuss The Nest. Yes, we are. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I had some,
1: I have like a few things, but like overall, very good.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things where I was like, "What? what is this movie trying to be? <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think like Jude Law in itself was just, like, a star in this. Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen, like, a lot of stuff of Jude Law, but what I have seen, I'm like, this man's good. More people should should hire him. Yeah, I, I, you're actually right. Like, I don't know. Like, I know the name Jude Law,
1: and obviously mm-hmm. I know his face, and it's like, oh, like, he's a big-time actor. But, like, now that, like, I, like I think back, it's like, what have I actually seen him in? I've I, seen him in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. Like, like that's all I can actually like remember.
0: I know, but I know that he's like a big name, and yeah. he's done like some really cool stuff. And I, I,
1: oh, he was in a, he was in one movie with Johnny Depp, where and Heath Ledger. It was like the last movie right before he. Oh died. right the the doctor of and, yeah parrot something right and then they, like Heath Ledger died in the middle like in the middle of filming that and then they all kind of took on like the role of playing him as like different forms of himself.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that eventually because that's like really cool concept. Yeah, but
1: but that that came only because of the fact that he died. Exactly. Otherwise, uh, it would have
0: just been Heath Ledger the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so that was. I think Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie. Like it was just yeah, like, I, it was I think kind it was of a like, strange. Mix. Um,
0: what was it? It was uh it was Depp, it was Robert Downey Jr., I think Jude Law, and I think they got um what's his name? Wolverine. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, I think Maybe. they got Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's too. like
1: a very different face than all of them. And in
0: a very it's, different body.
1: <laughs> in the midst of Wolverine, it's just like I'm fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I think I may I think he was in one of the Harry Potter films or or a Harry Potter spinoff or something. Uh, pop, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not into uh, Harry Potter at all. But anyway, Zach, mm-hmm. give us the rundown of who's in it, and I'll give, you, give us the rundown of what it's about, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. Like, the thing that we do.
0: The thing that we always do on here. So, The Nest came out in 2020, directed by Sean Durkin, who has only really done one other thing, pretty much. Like, I, I know he did The Blind Side. Yeah. And that's really it for like a notice, (laughs) like a a notable thing. Yeah. Um, But what you have in here is a very small cast of Jude Law, who plays Rory. His wife is Carrie Coon, who plays Allison or Al in this. You have Una Roche, who plays Samantha, Um, his stepdaughter. They don't really talk about it a lot, which I kind of like that they keep it more ambiguous until like one line in the film. Yeah. Um, Weird name, though. And then you have Charlie Shotwell, who plays Benjamin, their son.
1: What a fucking weirdo in this movie.
0: A little bit. Yeah, like... a weirdo. I mean, it's not quite like the Babadook kid. No. But he is weird. Yeah, well, the Babadook kid is, like, just annoying.
1: (laughs) This kid is just, like, strange. But anyway um this is a film about a he uh, so basically rory or jude law's character Mm -hmm. plays or he's like an entrepreneur and he ends up like moving his entire family over to england from america and he's like we're gonna i have a new job prospects and i'm gonna we're gonna make so much money and i'm gonna buy you everything that you want and then it ends up being that all of it's kind of bullshit and he's kind of just trying to fake it until he makes it. Although it it, it comes up that he previously already made it and then lost it all. Yeah. And now he's trying to remake it again. Um. And then it's just kind of like the downfall of this family and like how much they all kind of start hating each other. Um. And it kind of all is like, he is kind of like the nucleus of like what the reason being as to like why this family
0: is falling apart. Exactly. And I, I almost feel like, in a sense, it was it reminded me a lot of hereditary in the sense of it's the downfall of a family.
1: You know, I, I got like a lot of different. It's funny that you mentioned that because it's like, as I was watching this, I was like, this feels like another movie mm. and then i was like this feels like another movie again and then i'm <laughs> like this feels like another movie again so like immediate, like from like the few opening shots i was like oh this almost feels like inspired by yorgos lanthimos a little I bit was like just I for was the like, framing yeah like the way that it's framed and just like like the the opening scenes of like them playing soccer and and whatever like it, and like it, it felt like yorgos lanthimos before he came to america like mm. his more greek films like dog tooth and stuff and i was like okay and then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, this kind of feels, like, hereditary with, like, the lighting and, like, the yeah. house and, and all that. And then there was another there was another movie that I also felt like a reference to, and I can't pinpoint it at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I definitely felt like the director, not that it's bad, because this guy's been mm-hmm. around for, like, some time, but it's, like, it, it almost felt like he was wearing his influences on his sleeve.
0: Yeah, like, he, he knows what he's done before. Yeah. And he's just kind of, like, sticking with that rather than taking a risk. Yeah. But I mean, the movie is gorgeous, yeah I, the I absolutely really really well love shot. the cinematics of the entire film like it it has so many like open, wide, like huge long shots yeah. of the premises and like the horse corral, and there's some really cool transitions too, like in the beginning when Rory is talking about like, hey, this is a big opportunity for us. We have to do this, yeah. and like he jumps on the plane. And you have just Al, like, riding the horse around the little corral. And then it transitions into Rory being on the plane. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really cool shot. Yeah. Yeah, there's, this movie's definitely, like, very
1: well made. Um, I think Jude Law, like, really steps up mm-hmm. and really portrays a man who's, like, kind of losing his shit, like, mm-hmm. pretty well. Uh, I think that Allison, she is... I don't know. How did you feel about her as a
0: character? I liked her. Um, I really liked her. I, I felt like with her, it was pretty much the glue to the entire film. Like, she was the catalyst for, like, how Rory takes the next step. Like, mm-hmm. without her, it really wouldn't have been as dramatic, I feel, as anything. Because she gets it the worst, I think, of losing everything. Like, losing the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God, that Which horse. pretty suit. much
1: seems like her entire, like, existence is kind of, like, like revolved around this horse.
0: Yeah. And you know what, too? Like, Jess came home from work and, like, and it was around, you. around that point <laughs> and, like, saw the horse. And then when the horse died, she was, like... I wonder what they do with like the horse like how do you <laughs> oh, yeah, how do you like is... move it and i was just like oh cool they're putting blankets just blanket it until it's yeah. gone <laughs> and then honestly man like the tractor yeah the tractor made me laugh it, i was like yeah. i was
1: like thinking i was like i guess that's kind of how you would have to do it because it's you know the thing weighs 800 pounds like yeah you can't just roll it yeah, over <laughs> you, can, you can't just like bury that but well, you like, can
0: build a, a grave around it
1: that's true you could actually that's that's not a bad i don't know It's just, but, then, <laughs> but then the thing is like then where it dies is where it lays and like what in a really inconvenient spot, like your kitchen. <laughs> like in the middle of the road. <laughs> How do we get through concrete? <laughs> uh, so that would be a problem. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, but Carrie Coon's like acting in this movie of Allison is like mm-hmm. very, very like incredible. Like I think that like I think that she kind of outshines Jude Law a, a little, little bit, in my opinion. Like I really feel like she was like the actor in this fucking movie that like was like, oh, everybody has to like kind of meet her. Yeah, like, everyone has to like st- rise to uh, up to her level. Um, which is kind of surprising to me. But Carrie Coon's a great actress. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I just thought that maybe Jude Law, Jude Law would have. But, like, I, not saying that Jude Law did bad in any way. It's just Carrie Coon, for me, like, really, really sold, like, excelled. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Like, I really think that she was the shining star of this film. Yeah. Um, Between Jude Law and Carrie Coon, like, they are the reason for this film. Yeah. Um, Samantha, I didn't really care for. Yeah. She's just kind of, like, this angsty teen. Which what?
1: And, and like, I, really
0: strange...
1: Character development with her.
0: Yeah, right? Like, it seems like she's really kind of sweet at first. And, like, I mentioned and all before. Of a sudden like, she's hanging out with, like, meth heads. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's doing fucking speed. And I was almost like, oh my god, like, how fucking crazy would it be if, like, she OD'd in the house? Yeah. And, like, they, like, Jude Law and Carrie Coon come back and see that. Like, right. it would be fucking insane. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like, she's kind of, like, obviously. You get, like, one or two lines where uh, Rory is her stepdad, and she has, like, a really good relationship with him. Yeah. But not so much with Allison. Right. And you don't really see that until they get to the house, and until, like, she starts, like, picking up these weird little things of, like, oh, I'm smoking now, and, like, oh, I'm hanging out with these friends, and, oh, you mom, you don't ever, like, drive me into school on time. Yeah. And it's, like... We got here really quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like honestly like my biggest
1: gripe with the film is that like for this film being two hours long, mm-hmm. the character development I don't think is like v- super strong in this film. And like the like from where we start to where we end up felt very quick and very like just like drastic. Mm-hmm. Although time does pass in this movie, you know, you're not really told like how much maybe a month I is feel like over the course of a month, three maybe months? two months. Maybe. Yeah. You're never really given like a full, like, you know, but you, y- you know, you are, you are told that time is passing when, when, uh, she, when, you know, Rory, Rory is like, Hey, I'm I'm like waiting on this check. And then he's like, it's coming in 10 days. And then like, you know, there's, there's like another shot. And then it's like, Hey, those 10 days went by like really quick. And it's been yeah. like three weeks or whatever. So like, clearly time is moving. Um, But still, like, there was just something so odd about, like, these characters and how drastically they – like, you don't get enough time with, like, the kids Mm -hmm. to see their descent into the son having, like, just, like, mental breakdowns and the daughter just kind of being like this, like, fuck you, like, I'm now, like, the rebellious teenager that doesn't care about anything that you say. Like, you don't get that at all. But then,
0: like, it it almost switches, too, because, like, as soon as you find out that the horse died, it's just immediately, like, oh, my God, we got to be there for mom.
1: Right. Uh, And then I did not really care. I feel like I sounded like, uh, I don't know. I did not care. (laughs) (laughs) I sounded like, what's his name from the room? Tommy Wiseau. I did not. Uh, Aha, Mark. (laughs) No, but I really did not care for Jude Law's character. Really? Like, I, I didn't. I found, like when they attempted to, like, give him, like, a backstory of, like, why he is the way that he is, mm-hmm. like, it all felt, like, just so, like, lazy. Like, yeah. like when he's, like, having, like, his argument with um Allison, mm-hmm. Rory and Allison, like, there's, like, two, like, major fights that they have, and the first one being, like, in the living room, and he comes in, and, like, she's kind of already, like, oh, I don't care about you, like, blah, 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 and whatever, and then he's, like, you know, kind of going on this, like, he's, like going on this big rant about his like his life and how how much it sucked basically he was like you know i deserve this because i had a shitty childhood and that's why (laughs) i deserve this and like when he said that i couldn't help but just laugh because i was like how did like how did we get here and like you just telling me that you had a shitty childhood does not like justify what's going on in this movie exactly and then then he kind of has like the same exact conversation again with the taxi driver. And yeah, I like the taxi scene though. I, li- I again, I didn't I didn't dislike the scenes, but like it just didn't give me like enough to like really care about them. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that's like really my only like flaw for me is just like I didn't care about the family that much only because I felt like I wasn't given enough time. I feel like they weren't flushed out enough and I di- I wasn't given enough time with any of them to like really truly care about them.
0: Yeah, and I I can kind of see that cuz again, It wouldn't be that big of a deal if this movie had a different premise but the premise is basically the The downfall of the family (laughs) so you really got to like devote that time to make sure that you spend it with every single character and flush them out and get to know them yeah and i mean like we said like carrie coon and and jude law like really bring it to this yeah um i can see like how jude law for you wasn't like the most flushed out yeah i thought like the scene where he goes to visit his mom yeah. was really kind of strange because it it seemed like, you know, they have this really bad relationship. They they basically haven't seen each other or talked to each other in, like, 10 years, and he just, like, shows up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you have a grandson, and, like, I have a wife, and yeah. you should come over and meet them. And she's like, why? Like, you haven't seen me <laughs> since then. And then that's it. Yeah, they just never, leave it at you, that. You never get it again. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a weird scene, too, where... um when Allison was starting to kind of like break down after the horse died and she's like locking all the doors and then the one door like when she comes back is open yeah and i'm like
1: it's this a haunted yeah movie? i was like is this going to be like <laughs> a haunted house into- <laughs> movie out of nowhere
0: but then they never touched on that again so yeah. it was like that that was just a weird thing to like put in yeah you know um,
1: it's funny because like there's a uh, i don't know if you saw this movie but uh there's a movie called Sinister mm, with yes. Ethan yeah, Hawke yeah, yeah. and I was so excited for that movie, only because I knew Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I knew not. I don't really care about Ethan Hawke all that much, but I actually never saw *Sinister* up until like a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was actually like really into it for like the first half because I was like, "Oh, like they're finding all these tapes and it's yeah, like it's a serial some, a killer mystery type." Yeah, thing. yeah. And I was like, "Okay, this is actually pretty cool." And then it turns into like a haunting ghost thing. And it's like, "Oh, he comes out of the pictures," mm-hmm. and maybe from watching the trailers. It does like tell you that, but I never saw the trailers, mm-hmm. and I never, I, I didn't watch a trailer prior to watching it, so I was just like, oh, like let's throw this on. Oh, this is pretty cool, and then it just turned into something else. Yeah, and like, yeah, you're right. Like with this movie, it almost felt like they were trying to give you like a haunted house, like scary vibes, especially with like the way that it's filmed in the house and mm-hmm. like those like the hallway shots and stuff, and like the way, the lighting techniques. Like it felt like a horror movie
0: but it's not. Yeah, because even Benjamin was like, this house freaks me out, and, like, you get that really cool shot of, like, him running across the hall in the dark yeah. to get to his room. Right. And you're like, oh, you could have easily put, like, a ghost yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly, or something, right? But, like, yeah. I don't know,
1: to like to its... To its uh, if For it not being that kind of movie, a horror film of any kind, but it giving you that kind of ambiance mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Yeah. Because the house is like supposed to be like where you kind of relax and like everything kind of like all like the the troubles of the day kind of like disappear and then you're like with your loved ones but like the eeriness of the home Mm -hmm. almost kind of like makes it worse like you you don't you don't want you know obviously like this title being the nest like the home is the nest right like that's like where everybody comes back and like the the nest being the simple fact that it's actually, like, worse for everybody to be in the same room as one another, opposed to them, like, coming home and, like, being a loving family
0: it is interesting. It is. I mean, with this film, because I watched the trailer, and I was I was really into it, Um and it really doesn't give you, like, a whole lot. I, I the watched trailer. the trailer, too, after,
1: mm-hmm. and I was like... No, I think it was actually before, and I was like, I don't know what this movie's about. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I mean,
0: the trailer really didn't give you anything. Yeah. And I really liked how in the beginning, like, it seems like such, like, this somber-type film, and then as soon as you get to the house, there is, like, this weird, eerie feeling throughout the entire film after that. Yeah. And you can chalk that up to, I think, just, like, the music and then the direction of it, because when... The scene happens of Allison calling and being like, hey, you guys haven't come to, like, finish the stable yet. It's been two weeks. Yeah, right. And then they're like, well, your husband's check bounced and he hasn't sent us another one. Mm -hmm. And she starts going into, like, oh, shit, like, how much money do we have? And he's already trying to buy, like, another house. He's buying, like, other homes and shit, yeah. And right there it went zero to a hundred like fucking quick yeah it does. like really quick because yeah. when they have dinner she's just like oh you're bullshit like I'm, I'm tired of you yeah which honestly that was like my favorite part of the movie yeah
1: my favorite part of the movie is when they were interacting with one another mm-hmm. and she was calling him out on his bullshit yeah and he was like trying to still be like you know like faking until i make it like the dinner scene where he's like talking about Oh, the theater, blah, yeah. blah. and blah, blah, blah. And she just kind of laughs and is mm-hmm. like, You are such a bullshit. You've never been to theater in your life, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, That for me, like, if, if we kept that going the entire movie, I would have been a little bit more engaged. Yeah. Not saying that I was disengaged. I just didn't care that much about the characters. But like, those
0: scenes in which they were together, I did care. I know. And I almost wanted to, like, after that big fight and Allison leaves. And, like, she goes to the bar and starts drinking and, like, just dancing, which was kind of weird. Like, it well, didn't I'm, really fit. Yeah, she goes to, like, a gay bar? No. Yeah, it's no, a gay bar. It was a pub. I'm pretty sure it was a gay bar. No. Dude, I'm
1: the way that everybody was dressed, I'm pretty sure it was a gay bar. No, I'm pretty and sure I, it was also, just a regular pub. I, <laughs> and I think that uh, it was... I think this movie took place in, like, the 80s, 90s. Like, like late 80s, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, because
0: you can definitely see from, like, the computers that they're using, yeah. it's very old school. Yeah,
1: and, like the the music that the, all the music choices in this movie are from like the 80s and then like the own like the scene that like really gave it away to for me was like the the daughter She's, like, listening to, like, her boombox in her bedroom, and then, like, a song comes on, and then she hits, like, the record button with, like, her her cassette tapes to record (laughs) the song off of the radio. Yeah. You know, and that was, like, before we were, like, downloading LimeWire or whatever to fucking...
0: (laughs) Just destroying our computers.
1: (laughs) But, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, that's kind of cool that, like, it they don't really give you... you, I like that when a film just presents to you, like, the world Mm. and doesn't give you, like, oh year 1989 or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of have to like make these assumptions
0: by yourself. All that being said, I think it was a gay bar. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I, I almost feel like, again, like something that could have been really cool, like a big climax scene for it could have been like, You have the shot of Allison driving home drunk and, like, trying to light her cigarette. And, like, you see the light. I thought she was going to hit Jude Law. I I thought she was going to either hit Jude Law or she was going to get hit. And Jude Law, like, walks by and sees it. Yeah. I thought that would have been, like, something crazy to kind of, like, cap off what's going on. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I had, like, that was really weird was a a very small scene of Rory, like, walking to work. And there is literally nobody outside.
1: I don't even actually remember that shot.
0: It, It was, like, after he found out that, like, they weren't going through with the plan of, like, selling the company. Okay. And he was like, fuck, I have nothing now. I got to, like, think of something new. Gotcha. And it was literally just him walking to work, and nobody else was around. <laughs> and I was couldn't like... Couldn't afford all the extras. Yeah, strategy. well, I was but, like, <laughs> you can't just film with cut. people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I think we got to talk now about the ending.
1: Well, I want to... Yes, and, like, kind of, like, leading up to the ending was, like, I don't know, like, maybe... I just didn't understand or something, but, like, right before we reach, like, the final ending, sh- like, scene, mm-hmm. the w- Allison goes back outside and digs up the horse. Wouldn't well, know The she- horse is already, like, I guess it wasn't buried
0: well enough. I guess. And it, like- it kind of just rose to the top or something somehow. Well, yeah, because of rain, maybe, but, like, it didn't rain. No. I mean, and, Benjamin was kind of like, hey, mom, I got to show you something. Yeah, and like, then how fucking weird was that? Also, she's, like, carrying him, and he's, like, 12. Y- and yeah, it's really he's weird. so big, right? I like, know. you know, it's funny, because I, I noticed that, too. I was like, why is she carrying this kid? He's, like, 13. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Like, it's it's a very weird ratio. But,
1: um, yeah, like, I did not understand why she was, like, digging up the horse and, like, crying. And the daughter's like, hey, like, let's leave her alone. And they go and just make breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then the wife or Allison is just kind of, like, digging up the horse and then kind of, like, sits with, like, its head in its lap. Like, is that supposed to represent, like, like her last thing of joy? I think so.
0: Yeah, that's what I got from it that, was, like, this metaphor of this is the last bit of, like, her old life. And it's gone, and it's, it's risen back up, and it's a chance, but it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of work to try and rebuild what they yeah. have.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I
0: don't know. It was yeah. so, it was a weird scene I, the, and, it, and
1: it goes on for like a while. Yeah, it's like, like five <laughs> minutes long.
0: <laughs> um, I I do think that the ending is perfect to this film though. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a really solid ending.
0: Like. Rory coming back home after walking home because the taxi driver was like, Nah, fuck you, you're you're walking. Like you have no money and you just told me that you're a liar, like you're walking yeah. home. Yeah. And he gets back and he's trying to like play it off where it's like, Oh, we're gonna be fine and like I think we should go and like visit this place. Yeah. And then just starts laughing and, and like Sam brings over the chair. Yeah. And they just sit down as this family quiet and just eat and your toast. All broken <laughs> and just eating yeah and it's like and you get the shot of the mansion still like where they're inside at the dinner table and it's so cool because it's like you realize that this is we got to the point where this is now a family again but they are broken like mm-hmm. they, they are not a cohesive unit anymore and it's it's weird to see what they'll do next yeah and i really enjoyed that where it's like you left it off on here where we don't know like if they're going to make it through this or they're done.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I I felt like I felt like there was a little bit more of a resolution to it than that. I felt like that last shot was kind of like them all coming together again mm-hmm. and like being like what's done is done. Like we can't fake this bullshit anymore. Like he realizes that he realizes that he lost. Like he knows that like everything is just in his life is kind of just bullshit right now. Yeah. And and when he comes and he finally sits down, it's like acceptance, I felt. And it was just like, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now how do, now we just need to move forward, you know? Yeah. So I, I felt like it wasn't as ambiguous, mm-hmm. but it obviously is still a somewhat ambiguous ending. Either way you look at it, because yeah. it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. There is no Clear final, cut. yeah, there, there, is no, there is no like, okay, this is the actual ending. Because like now it's like, you know, something that we kind of continuously say is like, thinking, like, now past this movie, like, mm. where do they go from
0: here? Yeah. And you don't know. And I like that. Yeah, I, I do, give too. It, I give it eight and a half gold lighters out of ten. I was, like, seven and a half. Really? I was, like, seven, <laughs> seven and a half for this movie. Yeah. The I, extra li- I liked it, though. I did, I did like it a lot. Yeah, it was really cool. And, like, for something that, like, has come out in the past year, it definitely is really cool because, one, because of COVID, like, there hasn't been a lot of movies produced. And, two, like, anything that has been produced – not that great i mean we talked before this about the little things did not like it at all yeah
1: it was pretty trash. um which
0: is very <laughs> upsetting because it had all the people that i would be like yeah you know this could be something yeah yeah but um it, it's nice to see like a film that like at least in in this time frame is a really good film
1: yeah Nice, mm-hmm. good choice, Zach. Thank you, my, Frank. Definitely like my, more of like my style of film. Yeah, it was either
0: this or Hot Fuzz, so <laughs> I like Hot Fuzz. I know you. Do. Hot Fuzz is cool. Um, all right, Zach, you have a recommendation? I do. Um, no, I don't actually. What? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh! I, got, I got a recommendation. <laughs> um, one that I feel like doesn't need like really any introduction. Um, it's a it's a music recommendation again, um, and I'm almost surprised that I haven't recommended it beforehand. But uh, David Bowie, Mr. I, Bowie, I, I absolutely adore David Bowie. I'm not so much like his newer stuff, except for like Black Star, because a lot of his stuff later on, like after Station to Station, is really weird. Yeah. Um, kind of like this weird techno blend mm-hmm. that I wasn't a big fan of. However, in my opinion, his best album and the one that really like cemented like okay, he's going to be a star was hunky dory, which came out in nineteen seventy one. And that just has this really cool blend of like folk and rock music. Yeah. Which kind of became almost his signature thing of blending styles together. Um and you could see that through the next album of The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. But with this one, you have some really cool stuff like I mean the first four songs ...are just some of his most well-known, which is Changes. Yeah. uh, Oh, You Pretty Thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight-Line Poem, not so much, but still, like, a really cool song. And then, of course, Life on Mars. Yeah. Which, besides Space Oddity, is one of his more well-known songs. Yep. And it was nice just, like, listening to the album and really seeing, like, you know, this is where he really found his footing... And he took off from here and created all of these characters, like I said, with Ziggy Stardust afterwards, which really brought to life, you know, how he is on stage, like as a performer yeah. and becoming a character and just embodying that and then transitioning again and like reimagining himself. So, so Mr. Bowie, Mr. Bowie, <laughs> hunky dory. <laughs> cool. Go check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Frank, what are we doing
1: next? So next, we are going to be doing a discussion on what we believe is the single greatest genre of film. Period. Interesting. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have opposing thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, it wouldn't be uh, fun if we didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. All yeah. right, guys. <laughs> Fuck you. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> um, so look forward to that. Uh, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank. The money's all right, right?